Aid. Aid, it's podcast time. Aid? Where the hell's Aid? Oh, message from Aid. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, hey, buddy. Uh, don't forget, I'm in New York this week. I've closed in New York this week. Um, have fun doing the podcast. Oh, boy. Ah, well, uh, how hard can it be to do a podcast without Aid? I'm uh, sure it'd be fine. Oh, hang on. Another message coming through from Aid. Don't mess it up. Okay, uh, this is fine. This is absolutely fine. Um, I don't need aid. Uh, hey, everybody. Welcome to the Sunny 16 podcast. I'm um, Graham. I'm your, your only host this week. Uh, AIDS away in New York. Having a great time. But don't worry. We've got this. It'll be fine. Um, let's go to the news this week. I think let's start with the news. Uh, there's no news this week. There's literally no news this week. Even Fuji couldn't be bothered to discontinue a film this week. I suppose they probably run out of film to discontinue. Um, not to worry, emails have been a really good source of stuff lately, so let's go and check the emails, see what we've got. Nothing, not a single email this week either. Um, I mean, obviously, I, I haven't been out taking any pictures. Okay, well, that's a slight exaggeration. I, I did go out and take some pictures um, there was Morris dancing going on, which anybody who's not from the UK, Google Morris dancing and prepare to have your minds blown. Um, but I took about two pictures because, to be honest, I'm not a huge fan of Morris dancing. This isn't going to do at all. I think it's time to crack open the seal. Ladies and gentlemen, in order to keep you occupied this week, we're going to present you with From the Vaults. Episode zero of the Sunny 16 podcast. Um, I feel it's only fair and proper to warn you in advance that the audio quality of episode zero is pretty poor because this was our never-to-be-released test episode and the only reason it's coming out now is because, well, I can't be trusted to do a podcast on my own and anybody who listens to this regularly will know that Aid is the one responsible not only for hosting the podcast but also for recording the podcast and editing the podcast. Um, so with all these things falling just to me, I'm going to bail on that real hard and I will instead leave you with episode zero of the Sunny 16 podcast. Um, I'll be back at the end of this but Enjoy this week's slightly unusual offering. Alright, okay, let's give it a go. Well, welcome to the podcast with no name. Uh, no name for now, uh, possibly to be crowdsourced later when we achieve a crowd. So, this podcast is going to be about film photography and all things associated with it. It could be cameras, lenses, it could be art, things that we like to see, funny experiments, mucking about when things go wrong. Uh, but generally, it might also be the witterings of, of two fellas who are trying to figure out which way to point the camera. 
so my name is Aid. Um, I have been a photographer now. I am proud to say, oh, for about eight years. And uh, when I picked up a camera, I quite quickly went from digital to film. Uh, I still shoot digital, but uh, the film thing is really where my heart is at. From little toy cameras right the way through to big medium format stuff. So, uh, and I would also like now to introduce my partner in crime or boredom or whatever he might be, uh, Graham. Hey guys, how you doing? Um, yep, I'm Graham, and I'm here uh, to share with everybody my love of uh, fucking around with photography. Now, I have been assured that I'm going to get bleeped, <laughs> bleeped during this podcast, so um, it should sound like a zebra crossing by the time we're finished. Um, I uh, also came to photography through digital first, and then... Um, found my way into film and uh, I love it. Uh, I just love playing around with it. I realised quite early on that I have very little interest in attaining a a perfect image and um, much more intrigued by the more expressive stuff that you can get from playing around with film. I love experimenting with different film types, what you can do with film, taking apart things, putting together things and just playing. Uh, For me, photography is at its most enjoyable when you're just playing with the stuff so that's where i'm at with it that sounds ideal possibly i should have said something as eloquent as that as well anyway so for the first ever topic on on what is going to be a world dominating podcast graham what have you been up to today well aid i'm sure everybody's got this marked on their calendars today has been world pinhole photography day the uh one day of the year when we all come together to celebrate the joy that is pinhole photography. Um, pinhole photography, for people who are not yet in the know, and I can't understand how you wouldn't be, it's surely clearly marked there on your calendar. Um, pinhole photography is one of the earliest forms of photography. It's where you don't even need a lens to take a picture. Instead, by having a tiny, tiny hole, almost pinhole size, you might say, uh, the light comes through and creates an image on whatever you're using to capture the image you can make room size pinholes where you just have the light falling and making a picture on the back of the room but for our purposes as in photography it's far more usual to use uh, some sort of light tight device to capture film capture the images on either paper or film or a digital sense there's no reason at all why you can't do this on digital so yeah that's what we've been doing today Uh, i met up with fellow pixelated photographer forum member dave um, down at the birthplace of film photography in the first place at Laycock. Uh, we met there with our um, some of our pinhole cameras uh, and wandered around <laughs> scaring the uh, tourists and the locals with our bizarre activities whilst we crouched in the middle of the road, waited for a very long time. Dave was balancing his camera on um, a bollard at one point. Uh, it's all good fun. It's all good fun. <laughs> Doesn't that take a little while, though, to take a pinhole? Balancing it on a bollard doesn't sound exactly professional. Uh, No. Well, I mean, there's a few things with pinhole that you have to let go of early on. And the first is the idea that you're going to get perfect results um, or even any results sometimes. Uh, Yeah, the, the exposures, because the pinhole is so small, there's a very small amount of light getting through, which means that the exposure times get longer and longer. And... Uh, yeah, a wobbly uh, bollard is not the best, most stable base for a camera, but you use what you've got. Um, the cameras that we were using today, Dave was actually using a converted box brownie, 
uh, with some very fancy pinholes he bought from a company over in France, so laser-drilled pinholes. Um, Sorry, just to interrupt there, he bought a pinhole, he bought a hole. He bought a hole, yes, a laser-made <laughs> hole. He, a really he, small <laughs> hole. His, yeah, his, so his camera is part box from the 1910s, I would guess, and part laser-cut pinhole. <laughs> It's a beautiful combination, and the, um, these two things were held together with gaffer tape. It was um, it was a beautiful machine, because yeah, it's really hard. The, the size of these pinholes is so small; they're usually sort of 0.3 millimeters or less. So it's very hard to make a nice, neat circular hole at 0.3 millimeters. Um, I have snapped a couple of micro drill bits trying to achieve this, and I was using. Uh, just a simple old SLR camera. Instead of having a lens on there, I used part of an old lens extension set and covered it in gaff tape and, uh, and a tiny pinhole that I made with a broken drill bit. And um, yeah, it was good fun. I mean, we've, we've been making quite a lot of pinhole cameras, of Dave and myself, over the last couple of weeks in the run-up to Worldwide Pinhole Day. Um, I made one out of an old biscuit tin. Uh, I think Dave's wins the day with his <laughs> whiskey kit uh, camera that he made. He got obviously bought um, a whiskey box set for Christmas and transformed that into a camera whilst leaving the whiskey and glass still in the packaging, which is perfect. Take a shot, and whilst you're waiting for it to expose, have a drink. It doesn't get much better than that. That, um, would, that would certainly work for me. Uh, I saw, I did see a photograph of that marvellous camera setup. Actually, the photograph, although it was taken with his phone, looked like it was taken with a pinhole. So I imagine he's quite a natural at the whole pinhole thing. Oh yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He brought the negatives over to show me that because he he shot those pictures using um, photographic paper rather than film, um, and he brought the negatives over. And they, yeah, they had a certain quaint charm to them. Um, but that's the thing with a pinhole. You, you never know what you're going to get. And you can make a camera out of pretty much anything. If you can make it light tight and then put a tiny hole in it, you can make a camera out of anything. Um, my favorite one that I've ever seen uh, is a guy who was making um, or taking pictures in China using a roast duck. Uh, it doesn't get much better than that. If anyone can beat using a roast duck as a camera, I would love to hear about it. Um, right. Okay, so I've got to ask, how does that work? Well, as far as my memory serves me, he buys a roast duck, he kind of cuts it open down the middle, shoves in a bit of um, film, so uh, this would be... Um, five by four film probably cut down so shoves in a bit of film covers it over and tapes it up and puts a little pinhole in it takes his duck out to whatever he's in a photograph uncovers takes his it, what out takes, <laughs> takes his duck out he takes his duck out in public it's outrageous two i'm sure fairly confused glances from the passers-by and yeah takes a picture with this duck I don't remember the images being of the highest quality, but they don't need to be. When you're taking a picture with a roast duck, nobody cares what they look like. They just go, oh, there's a photograph you took with a roast duck. Um, <laughs> on a similar vein, there's a, a fantastic pinhole photographer who everyone should look up called Justin Quinnell. Um, this guy is a real uh, devotee to the art form, and he's got some really useful instructional videos. And he has done a fantastic set of images using the film cartridges 
uh, or cassettes that 110 film comes in. 110 is a, an old, briefly defunct film format that Lomography has very kindly kept going. And he takes these film cartridges, makes a little pinhole for them to cover it, then puts them in his mouth and, use it, and he's taking pictures out of his mouth. And because the depth of field on pinhole images is so long, everything is in focus from his teeth through to the subject. They're, they're quite uh, spectacular shots. Um, and he's lit them all really well that definitely need to be seen. Um, but yeah, pinhole photography is something that is a, the cheapest way to take a, a picture. Um, I made cameras for my boys this weekend just gone. And all I needed was... Uh, a matchbox, a roll of film that I bought for a pound from Poundland. Uh, other Poundlands are available, but I don't they sell film. And a piece of Coke can metal to make a pinhole in. And that's it. And then once you put it together and tape it all up, you, you've got a functioning camera. It, it, it's so easy. And I think it's something anyone can have a go at and should have a go at. And especially if you've got kids, it's great fun. And as long as you go into it expecting your images to be interesting rather than good you won't be disappointed well it sounds and, like prime fodder for this podcast anyway if we're going to expect it, <laughs> expect yeah. it to be interesting rather than professional yes. yeah it, interesting rather than good we were talking about needing a name for this podcast oh <laughs> 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 uh, maybe we should perhaps interesting definitely not good but you were going to look at uh, doing some pinhole photography weren't you aid for world pinhole day what happened Oh, what happened? Events, dear boy. Events. What events? Uh, uh, events conspiring against me, uh, primarily. <laughs> so what I was going to do, for, for what it's worth, for what I was going to do, um, I do have a Diana camera, which is uh, a plastic, or plastic fantastic as some call it, 120 medium format camera, uh, very much favoured by Andy Warhol, who was one of the people that made it famous uh, way back in the 70s. Uh, the uh, the idea behind it is it uh, is it takes um, six by six centimeter negative, so a bit like a Hasselblad, but that's probably where the comparison with the Hasselblad ends. And it it uses a, a plastic lens, but actually, if you take the lens off, uh, it has a uh, an aperture setting uh, which is pinhole where uh, it has three aperture settings uh, on the camera but uh, the fourth one uh, is uh, for special use only which is the pinhole use uh, anecdotally about f150 so uh, 150 the, the aperture diameter being 150th of, uh, of the length of the focal length of the camera uh, and the idea was uh, to take uh, some photos with one of those not being possessed of uh, a huge amount of handiwork skills and uh, uh, and you having used the world's supply of micro jill bits um, <laughs> and gaffer tape hang <laughs> on oh i hope the world doesn't run out of gaffer tape there's a lot of my photography gears that's <laughs> held together with gaffer tape uh, especially things like the holgers and other things like that so yeah it's uh, something that uh, I, I i've totally failed but having said that and given that one of the candidate names for this podcast is Manianagram, I Man think... Manianagram. It's pronounced... <laughs> well, okay, Manianagram. I'll have to get the little accent over the end, so it properly says Manianagram. I, I figure, you know, given, given the inherently experimental and imprecise nature of pinhole photography, I'm hoping that the world pinhole community won't mind if I take my uh, photos on a slightly different day. <laughs> 
right okay well moving us on then you know we'd like to uh make sure that uh we have something to tease our listeners to uh to get them to tune in next week so uh what will we be uh expecting to talk about over the coming weeks um i think uh there will be more on experiments with cameras like graham's been talking with today but also probably from Graham's side, you know, stuff on darkroom experiments and uh, scanning images, some of the technique stuff like that. From me, um, I'm very much into uh, lit photography, so uh, constant lighting and flash photography. And, uh, you know, I do that with film as well as digital. So you might hear from me things about light meters and uh, light modifiers and things like that uh, and how to get the best out of that with film with all the uncertainties that that brings. Anyway, without further ado, Graham, where can they find us on the internet? Aid, that's a really good question. At this point, frankly, nobody knows. It's a mystery, but we'll be there. Guys, don't worry, we'll be there. Just Google awesome podcast about film photography and we'll be top of that list. Aid, back to you. All right, that sounds like the best name suggestion so far. Maybe we don't need the crowdsourcing after all. Right, well, thanks for listening, everybody, and uh, we'll speak to you soon. Cheers, bye-bye. Bye. Was that better? Yeah, I think that was much better, actually. Well, that was a lot shorter than I expected. Um, I don't know how we ever managed to get podcasts done quite so quickly as that. No wonder it only lasted for less than one episode. Um, It's good to see how much things have moved on since then as well. (laughs) Crikey, to think that a year ago we were just waffling on about pinhole cameras and taking photos with ducks and fawning over Justin Quinnell and Aid making iffy comparisons between rubbish plastic cameras and Hasselblad... Oh, oh well, never mind. Um, I thought you guys might be a little bit interested to hear what some of the other names we were thinking about for the podcast were, because as you obviously heard in that one, we didn't have much of a clue what we were doing, uh, even as we were recording our trial episode. But we did have this great big list of potential names. Now, it may seem weird, because at this point, the Sunny 16 podcast seems like it was a name given to us by the gods and obvious from the get-go, but we did actually go through many, many other ideas before coming to that. Um, I'm going to share a few of these with you. Uh, there's a lot of them. Um, let's see what we've got here. Fumbling with film, uh, that seems fairly apt. Learning film photography seems less apt, uh, because that would indicate that we could in some way impart knowledge. Um, thank Film It's Friday... Uh, mm. We went with a few ideas that maybe we'd try and get some more brand recognition. So we had stuff you should know about film photography. Uh, no? Um, series of images on the roll of 35mm film. Again, perhaps uh, a little bit too long. Um, Aid had some good ones on here. Let's see what we've got. Latergram. Uh, because, you know, Instagram. He also wanted, as you heard in that podcast, to go with Manyanagram. Or Mananagram, as it's clearly supposed to be said. Uh, Analography, which sounds fine until you look at it on paper and then it says analography. um, Or the even worse, analogery, as we've got on this list as well. Not sure about either of those ones. Film foolery, film busters, uh, lots of things with focusing, um, hyperfocals, focused image. Focus on photos. The grand film experiment. 
so many ideas. Um, but fortunately, in the end, I, I think we picked a winner. In fact, I think it was our good friend Chris Gillock who came up with the, the Sunday 16 podcast um, idea, which, you know, I mean, it's no film ramble but but it's not bad. Um, sorry, it's such a short show this week, but things should be back not only to normal next week, but to better than normal next week because next week we have with us the very splendid guest M from Emulsive Film who I am hugely excited to talk to because what an enigmatic figure he is out there on the Twitter sphere spreading the good word like it's his gospel um, but we need you guys we need questions from you guys so get in touch with us with your questions either via email or on Twitter or through the Instagram send some message on there give us your questions for m for next week otherwise i'll have to make up questions myself and you know where that can go if i'm left to my own devices um should be a really fun interview m is somebody who puts in a huge amount of work for the film community and is probably one of the best ambassadors we have and he does very little or nothing really to promote himself so it's going to be really nice to get a bit of a look behind the curtain at the person who's putting in a huge amount of work so yeah drop us a line and give us some questions i don't care what those questions are but i promise you no matter how random they are i will ask them or force aid to ask them because this was m's idea so you know he's only got himself to blame for this um Next week, we'll also get to hear what Aid's been up to this week whilst he's been off in New York. Uh, I think he's probably been having a great time. He sent me a photo earlier um, of himself and his family out there with the city sky in the background, having a great time. So it uh, sounds a lot more fun than Morris dancing, which, as I said, is how I spent my bank holiday weekend. Anyway, there's no justice in this world. We all knew this already. Um, until next week, then, I suppose, uh, what is it Aid says at the end? We have to thank uh, Chris at Pixelated Photographer. Um, we have to thank Bill Owen. Um, listen, Bill, I'm really sorry. At some point, we'll get definitely get these show notes sorted. It's just every week the list of show notes to deal with gets longer and longer, and I, I can't face that. But we will definitely get this sorted. And a return this week for the music Honeybee by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com because I forgot to ask Aid to send me the music from Rachel's band Rocha, Rocha um, before he went away. So that's on me. Um, who knows what we'll have at the end of this. Uh, it could be literally anything um, but it'll be a learning experience us finding out together. Um, thanks for bearing with us this week for this shorty and I will see you in a week's time. Bye everybody! Now I just need to find where the stop button on this recording is and then we can all go home.